Hello. Um, I'm going to start off and say that today is going to be a little different with this podcast. Um, we had some technical difficulties going on with um, the video quality of Matt's camera. Um, we initially recorded everything all the way through. For some reason, comes up as kind of grainy and a little, little. Um, what's the thing? Kind of off, um, not in sync with his voice. So you will see throughout this podcast that there is an image of Matt on that side. Um, you'll still be able to hear his audio. You'll still be able to hear me and see me, but his image is going to be static. Um, so today, if you don't want to watch the video, which I completely understand, not super interactive this week, just listen to the audio, stick it in your ear pods and you know, don't listen to, don't watch the video. So thank you for listening to episode 30. Jump right in. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. You will see in the title that it is episode 30. So if you're, if you were one of the early listeners of last week's episode, um, last week's episode was episode 30, but it had to get taken down. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. It had to get taken down. So today we have Matt on for episode 30 again, which awesome. We have Matt on. I've been wanting to have Matt on for a little bit here now, so this is something I've been looking forward to, and um, I hope I hope Matt's excited as well. <laughs> Matt, how are you? Um, how are you doing today? I'm great. It's, a, it's been a great uh, MLK day, so um, I'm excited to be here and talk uh, some creative shop with you. Yeah, for sure. Did you? I guess you're freelance, right? So you probably didn't have to worry about having off or anything today, did you? Uh, you know, it's very minimal work for me today. Uh, just a couple of things I had to do, but nothing too crazy. Right. Yeah. It was, it was weird. So in in Appleton, where I live, my coworkers like we still had work. We still came into work, but their kids didn't have school, but the teachers had to go in. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. That's that's never been a thing. Like even when I was in school, like we always went to school on MLK Day, and we you know we had. I mean, we did like presentations and stuff and learned about it and everything and kind of mm-hmm. used the day as like a informative, you know, type of situation. But we've never like been off of school or off of work before. I've never heard of that before. That was, so that was interesting hearing about that. That was very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I guess let's, get, let's just kind of jump into who you are, who Matt Desmond is. If you want to give people your introduction, you can go as deep or as shallow as you want and then we can kind of get into what we have on the docket today that sound all right sounds great uh yeah so my name is matt desmond i am a a sports video producer that specializes in this sports field um so i'm working for oh let's see on a team and league side for the last 10 years and just last year i went into uh freelancing and I'm also the founder of the Sports Creative Community, which is a nonprofit really geared towards creatives in the sports industry. So it's a collaborative of uh, you know both of my work and also doing something to give back to the community. So uh, two of my passions are really just mixed together there. Awesome. Yeah, that's that sounds awesome. That is like one thing that I like your um oh geez, what the hell? Sports creative community. Why you literally just said it and I was like <laughs> lost my brain. That's why I like it was something super interesting about you that I wanted to have you on the podcast because it's something that I've been seeing recently and it looked um what what was the um what's the label like of 
SCC, what was like the, the it was like a nonprofit. What was like the official label that was the company? Um, we're a five hundred one C five hundred one six nonprofit. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So like it was very interesting. Like when when that kind of came out and it, that kind of caught my attention. I was like, oh, okay, this guy means business about this. It's very interesting. So I looked a little bit, mm-hmm. and what you're doing over there is awesome. Um, I commend you yeah. for for everything that you're doing over there, but. I want to ask, um, where did this kind of, you know, this whole organization kind of stem from? Um, what made you want to do it and everything like that? Yeah. Uh, so early on in my career, you know, I would attend um, conventions or conferences, you know, and I would, I would get to meet a handful of creatives. But, you know, there was always you know, conferences that had maybe 500 plus people there. And there's no way that you're going to be able to meet all those people in the selected amount of days that conference runs. Mm-hmm. So I thought, thought it was a big missed opportunity for networking. So I wanted to create something that was 365, 24-7, you know, business model so that creators always had an outlet. They always had someone to talk to, whether it was needing a mentor, you know, even just fielding a question on something they were stuck on in a project. And honestly, networking is one of the biggest assets in this industry. Uh, if you can network properly, you can do very well in your career. And I really wanted to preach that to people in our industry is like all working towards the same goal, uh, being the best creators that we can. Uh, let's just really build this community up and do it the right way. And let's help each other out in the process. So we have an amazing community um, based on Slack. And, you know, it's been a great you know, m- migrator for people to get jobs. And for you know hiring managers to post jobs there, so it really helps both hiring manager and the job seekers. So started back in 2018. Um, that's when we kind of had the idea. Um, just in last July, we went into the nonprofit uh, business model. So we've kind of built you know up our community over the last five years. Uh, we're almost up to 7,000 members worldwide. So it's just a uh, it's just a great community. And I think one of the beauty of, of sports is it's, it's universal, it's worldwide. And uh, I think creatives need to be connected worldwide as well. So it's really uh, fun to see all of that kind of come together. Hell yeah. That's, it's fantastic. It, it's like, it's one thing to see it, but then it's another thing to kind of get a, you know, the point of view of someone setting this up and, you know, the rationale behind everything and wanting to get this, this, whole sports community together sports creative community together and like it's 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 like it it's one thing to see it but it's another thing to hear the explanation it's it's it was, that was awesome listening to that and i seeing it personally i was like where has this been you know like for for an, for an, like i mean we all have group chats and everything we all have like those group chats with with the close close friends and close acquaintances that we have within the community, but it's like, when is, you know, when's this going to come? Like, when is the whole atmosphere of helping each other succeed going to come to the forefront? And, Mm -hmm. you know, part of it is like, that's part of why I created this podcast. So like it was, it was, how can I supply people with the information that I didn't get when I was coming up and learning in with what I wanted to do? So it's like, how can I, you know, find a tool or, or do something to supply information and, and be, you know, a source of information that I didn't have. And that's probably what you were like as well when you decided to, 
you know, create this thing. Like you're wondering mm-hmm. why, why not connect everyone to everyone and why not have this huge community? So yeah, I, I commend you for, for this, this it's awesome. It's fantastic what you're doing. Um, just, I'm just going to give you a little shout out before we get into my next question here. I'm down below for the listeners. You'll see all the links down below. Um, not only for Matt's personal, but you'll see everything for the sports creative community will be down below. So if you're interested, just based off of how he described, how he described it and everything, if you're interested, go down below, check it all out. Um, but Matt, moving on within this whole journey and everything within this whole journey, um, I guess what was, you know, maybe this, this wasn't really on, on the list, but I want to ask this, what's kind of like the best thing that's happened so far within this whole community of, you know, building, building this from the ground up and meeting all these people and everything like that. What was, what, what's kind of the, been the highlight so far? Yeah. I just think it's the authenticity of just uh, people's stories. Um, and the main reason this was created was to help one another out. Uh, I remember when I first started in this industry and I would have craved to have something like this when, when I was first entering the, the job field. Um, we've had meetups over the last uh, year and before COVID, um, before we were nonprofits, but now that we're a nonprofit, uh, we, we have meetups, you know, to try to do at least, um, you know, eight, eight to 10 a year, depending on, you know, how much we're able to fit in the calendar year. But, this past year, you know, been able to meet a lot of creatives, you know, in person and been, really been blessed to do that just with, you know, COVID, you know, really sidelining us for a while. So getting back out there, you know, hearing people's stories, hearing, you know, their their needs and, and some of the struggles they have and finding resources to help them out. But I think some of the biggest success stories is hearing people say, hey, I wouldn't be in the, the sports creative industry if it wasn't for the sports creative community. Um, and, and the Slack channel and, and the opportunities it's presented them with. So just to, to be able to, you know, give back and, and really just to give the importance to people and say, hey, like, once you go through a job in sports, you always want to be able to provide a pathway for someone else. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Slack community, you know, was able to open some doors for them, I want them to view that in a sense where, hey, if I'm able to do that for someone else, th- this is my opportunity to do so. So I, I want it to be, you know, generational because as we grow older, you know, we need to open up the doors for the people below us and just entering the, the, the job field uh, from high school, going into the college, college going into the job field. So really just have to be open-minded about the opportunities that lie ahead because you never know who might be listening or who might be looking up to you. So you always have to really represent yourself and just the community in the best sense forward. Right. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Looking back on, you know, looking, looking back to where, like when I was first starting, when I was like searching for something, you know, to kind of latch on to community wise, there wasn't really anything. Um, I don't know about your experience. Like when you first started, was that like a main thing that you were trying to get into or was it like just your coworkers around you? Yeah. So when I started, I was working in college athletics. And when you work in college athletics, you're usually within a small team mm-hmm. and for me, one of my biggest thing was I, I wanted to get critiques and feedback on my work, but, you know, I wanted to, you know, make make a new bubble, you know, really just go outside of my comfort zone and talk to new people and hear new vantage points. And I think as a creative, you only grow if you, you know, receive as, as many opinions and, and feedback on your work, because you might think you might 
know the greatest way to do it, but that's why I love about uh, collaborating with different creatives. You can see different ways people do things and it really just grows your mindset and it allows you to be a better creative at the end of the day. So for me, I was just really craving to collaborate with other uh, creatives out there and, and really just see where this could go. So um, when I first started out, you know, there was conferences, but I, I think it was still on the brink of opening up to pe where people were uplifting each other and really just being a resource for each other. The idea was there, but it really never translated into anything other than that. So I really wanted to make something of that and really formalize it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I, f I feel like that's just how we look at, you know, most of the things in our life, let alone like our career path. It's like, okay, I experienced X. How can I help someone? Well, I, I guess when it comes to like adversity, mainly, that's how I think of this. It's like, you go through a problem, you go through something that you've, you know, that you've, I don't want to say successfully because successful isn't always the, uh, always the word you want to use when you go through a, a struggle or go through, you know, a hard point in your life. But then once you go through that, you always are looking back. You're always are figuring out how to, you know, how to help others that are going through that same thing. Um, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think that's like a, that's like an innate, like it, at least in myself and I could tell in you as well, like it's probably like an innate feeling to want to help others and want to make sure, you know, make sure you can supply information that you didn't get when you were going through X, Y, or Z, you know? So, um, I don't know this, this whole aspect of, of something like, especially of the sports community, since we're on that just wasn't there when I, when I started, and like, it was like grasping at straws to, to try to find, um, to try to find someone that would like want, let alone like answer my questions, but also want to help me. You know, it was that, that's how, that's how it was. And I had a conversation with, um, with Zach, um, for some reason I can't remember his last name, but he goes by Zach create. He was on the podcast. Um, and we talked about this as well, but in a different community, it was like, but it was the same thing in sports when I started. It was like, like no one wanted to share anything. It was like dog eat dog. You didn't want to, if, if you gave information to someone, it was like you were giving them all your secrets and it was, you know, completely different than what it is now. Like people <laughs> realize that, at least I think people realize and designers within this realize that this is a super competitive industry and, you know, the best are going to get what they deserve. So why not help? You know, I, I don't know. That was kind of a weird way of putting it, but why not try to help each other become the best? Why not try to try to help each other become the best designers that they can be, you know? So then we can all aim to succeed in what we want to succeed, want to succeed in, you know, that's, right. I, I don't know why, you know, some people want to just, hold things in and, and keep things to themselves. And maybe it's cause they feel like people have it out for them. And, and if, if they do feel that way, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way because you know, that at least granted how, who am I to say, you know, honestly, but at least in my experience, I, it's, I, I, I never think that people have it out for me. So maybe, maybe I'm just lucky. I don't think that way, but, <laughs> but I mean, who am I to, who am I to kind of be shallow minded there? But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's always been a, fr it was a frustrating thing until like the past, like two or three years, really. Um, mm -hmm. just being able to gather, you know, like-minded people and people being able to, 
you know, wanting to help, not being able to, but wanting to help people improve. And I mean, I, I talked about this a couple episodes ago and I even talk about this with my friends now at work. It's like, you know, I'm 24. Who am I to say, who am I to be like this 15 year old that wants to do the same thing I'm doing? Who am I to hold that information and my experience from them when they ask me a question? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when your teachers say, no, they're like, what was like, there's no, no such thing as a dumb question or something like that. It's like, they're just wanting to share their experience and share their knowledge with someone that's asking the question. There's no problem in answering, asking questions. So like, I guess to kind of form this into like a conversation, what's been your experience when people like ask you questions? Like, how do you, how do you kind of take that? Cause that's been something that has been a conversation on here a couple times. It's like, how do you take that question and, and aim to, you know, help the person asking? Yeah, it, it's a combination of things. So, um, you know, I've been in this industry for over a decade now and, uh, you know, I always look at my past experiences and I'm not going to look back at my work experience and say, you know, I executed everything, uh, the right way the first time because no one's perfect. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a, tri- it's a trial and error process. You, you learn from your mistakes and you're able to execute those, you know, as, as you go. So you, you have to, the technical side, you got the skills that, you know, you want to teach someone. It's also the, the human aspects I think we forget about as well. It's just being a, a loyal coworker, being that resource, uh, because working in sports, you're working long hours. So if you can't be a decent human being, you know, and, and really just be a trustworthy per- person, that's going to be an issue. So you really just need to make sure that the person that you're mentoring is in the right mindset, because if they don't have the correct mindset, it's really hard to give them those foundational, uh, you know, pieces of advice to move forward if they're not thinking correctly. So you want to make sure that they're going in and going into environments and they're able to help others out because if they're just kind of closed-minded and really just want to, you know, accomplish what they might think is important, that's not going to help out the team. So you got to mm-hmm. make sure that you're preparing that person to be ready to work in sports because at the end of the day, there's so many roles that go into you know, being a creative and you, you can either work in a marketing department, you can work in you know, digital, but you also have to service a lot of other, uh, you know, departments under that team's umbrella. So mm-hmm. you really just got to prepare them for the mindset of working in sports because a lot of stuff can be taught and a lot of people in the creative industry are self-taught um, in whatever they specialize in. That's it's the, the small skills that sometimes are maybe the hardest to grasp and, I think uh, that's really important to educate people just uh, to be open-minded and, you know, you're here to really help out the team and the brand. And with that, you're going to grow as well. Mm -hmm. So question about networking, since that's like a huge thing um, in this whole conversation of like, you know, establishing connections and relationships and stuff like that. When it came to actually, Um, I I just thought of a question while I was going to ask a question. (laughs) Um, when it comes to networking, does, is experience and like, I don't, okay. So like, as, as you get jobs, right. As you get jobs or as you kind of go through your career cycle, right. You have a couple jobs, you're going to naturally gain connections, right. Which 
on the I guess on the flip side, right? You we have like this Twitter, right? We have Twitter, we have group chats, we have Slack in your example. You know, we have different group chats where we can meet new people that way, right? There's so many different ways to meet new people. Do you think getting connections now is dependent on, you know, like your job or like I, I guess when it, I formed that question weirdly. And that's, that's not how I wanted to say. I'm kind of struggling saying this question. <laughs> when it comes to getting connections, is it important to establish a connection in person before digital? Or do you think having like a connection online through Twitter or something is like as influential? Or I guess, yeah, like in, in, your, in, your, in your career, was it easier for you to establish connections in person or over a digital space? That's the question I was trying. I was picking at it. I was trying to get that. Uh, it's all good. It all came together. Yes, uh, it did. <laughs> I, I think right now we uh, we we live in such a digital age, and I, I really think that grew into partition. You know, over COVID, uh, we were so confined to our own corridors, and we're really just craving any social, uh, you know, conversation that we could get. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think. Prior to COVID, it was a mixture of both. Um, you know, you, you would see physical networking, um, maybe sometimes virtual. For me, um, I, I think it kind of migrated off Twitter. Um, I, I really enjoyed the what was uh, the SMS sports community on Twitter. Um, I enjoyed following that, um, and then I went along and created uh, the Slack channel with the sports creative community. But for someone just you know starting out networking, um, sometimes people don't have the opportunity to meet that person in person. Maybe they might not be geographically located that would be, put them in a position to meet that person. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a lot easier to start the conversations in a virtual capacity, and it doesn't matter if you're an intern, you know, not even in sports, you know, just looking to get into sports. It doesn't matter who you are. It really, it just matters about how you approach the, the subject and just be, you know, yourself, be nice and be, be open to um, learning so much about the person that you're going to be having that conversation with because you never know where that conversation is going to lead. But all you have to do is really make sure that, you know, you're being respectful of their time because they're giving back and want to help you out. So, you know, have as many questions as you can ready. Uh, but also, you know, you don't want to be too long because, you know, a lot of people in sports are busy. But, uh, you know, if, if you can get some time to, to learn about different assets and, excuse me, not assets, uh, facets of the industry, um, you know, it, I think it's really beneficial as you grow in your career because you might enter the, the field thinking you might want to be a graphic designer. But at the end of the day, you might want to be in marketing. So I think it's really important to have a broad scope of people you want to network with because you never know who you might cross paths with one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's something that I'm sort of going through now, like skill wise with, with my job. It's, I mean, I work in minor league baseball, so it's a very small team, right? It's, it's me and a senior designer. Those are the only two designers on staff. And then we also do the photography. We also do, well, now we do the video work, but we usually have a person that does the video work and like, you know, all that stuff, but they were, we're in the process of getting a new hire in. So we're doing that now. So it's, it's like a, 
a plethora of different skills that I'm being able to, you know, kind of either dip my toes in or establish, you know, establish that skill, being able to trust myself when it comes to that stuff. So when you, when you touched on like being multifaceted and being able to, you know, um, like when you ask, you know, different people, different questions and want to learn different kinds of things and, you know, that type of stuff, like I definitely connect with that. And that's, especially like in my, my young career, um, this is like my first, you know, big boy, full-time, full-time job. I got hired last January. So actually it was a year, a year, six days ago. So in this whole process, like I totally relate to what you just said. It's like, you know, trying to learn as much as you can, trying to take in as much as you can. Um, and it's, it, it is honestly like it, it's refreshing because you're able to understand different sides of the creative industry as well. I felt in some points being a little tunnel visioned into this is the graphic design world. This is the the static imagery world and, you know, and then now being able to, you know, experience new things, being able to dive into new things. Like I never did sports photography before this and dove into it last April. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. So it's like, you know, you never really know what, what you're going to come out of it. And I mean, I see like, yes, I love graphic design, but I could definitely see my career shifting into being a photographer or being, you know, being, being in a position in marketing or, you know, something like that. It, it all interests me now. It's like, I never would have expected it unless, or yeah, I never would have expected it unless I would have, you know, been able to have these experiences and ask questions to people that know more about things than I know, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess when it comes to your sports experience, um, how long has it been since you've worked in in sports? I mean, you work freelance, uh, but I guess full-time, like being employed in sports. Yeah, full-time. Um, so it's been about a year now since I've been removed full-time from sports. So I've been uh, freelancing for the last year and been working full-time in sports for probably the last decade. Okay. So what was – what was like the main thing you got out of being employed within sports? I guess it's kind of a loaded question. There's probably a lot of things, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you learn every year you're in sports, but you know, just the growth as a professional, you know, each year you look at, at, at your work, but mm-hmm. you also look at, you know, the trajectory of you as a professional, you know, we, we all start with job titles and, you know, all these requirements on responsibilities that you're assigned to do. Um, but, you know, you look at it in a different sense because as a content creator, you're creating a lot. But as you kind of climb the ladder into a more managerial role, you learn how to lead people. So there's a, that sense. You, you, you learn how to be more professional and, you know, lead a team. Mm-hmm. On the other side of things, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a video producer. So I saw myself growing as a storyteller on, you know, really how to make a compelling story. And sometimes you might work with minimal assets and resources. How do you think outside the box to really captivate an audience? So for me, I saw my career really, you know, going down into more of the long form features. But I also realized that I really like the high energy pieces as well. So that's what also uh, it maybe led to me wanting to kind of do my own venture as a sports freelancer. Uh, just kind of have the best of both worlds. But um, yeah, you learn a lot in sports. You meet a lot of great people. Uh, so I think you're going to have friendships uh, from all over the country because in, in, in sports, 
uh, you're probably not going to stay at one job uh, for your entire career. Mm-hmm. So you get to re- you get to learn about new people, um, really get to embrace the community as well that you are able to uh, live in for a while, um, and also just enjoy the places you visit. There's a lot of amazing cities out there, and I wouldn't have into a lot of these cities if it wasn't for working in the sports industry. Mm-hmm. What was one thing throughout your sports career that like you hated, but you'll take into your career into the future and be like, I'm glad I experienced that. Yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't it be like, I, I'm glad I experienced that. I think it's still an <laughs> issue that we're, uh, we're going through right now, but it's just, um, you know, the, the fundamental stages of promotions and, and salary aspirations for, you know, people working in sports, uh, you know, I, I would like to see that improved across the board. Um, you know, I, I want to see sports be more diverse, um, you know, working in sports, you know, in my 10 years working, um, you know, it was very limited that I would work with, uh, you know, minorities. And I, I think that's, it's getting a little bit better now, but, you know, I, I would love to see that, you know, definitely improved across the board. So just, uh, you know, equal pay, you know, just e- equality. Um, and I, I think that's, it's getting a little better, but uh, I think there's a lot that needs to be worked on in the sports industry that sometimes is a little bit out of reach for uh, a creative, but I think we can all play a part in improving it each day. I do think now that like the digital, focus especially when it comes to collegiate sports now that like with the players and and everything like they are starting to get compensated and openly compensated right it's it's not a thing people shy away from now so i hope that that i mean granted i haven't worked in in collegiate sports but i i mean like like you have talked with people that have and there yeah that's a pretty pretty common thing that's being said it's like you know people just aren't getting compensated how they should be getting compensated. And I mean, now with, I I hope that's kind of transitioning now with the, like I said, the um, increased importance in a digital presence and um, needing creative people to display your brand in in different ways, rather than, you know, posting it on a billboard within the city that you are, that you, that you're in, you know, it's promotion and marketing and everything is, you know, it's, it's going, it's, it's, it's more focus is being put digital and you need people, you know, like us to help your organization and help your team or help your school or whatever the situation is to be able to do that. And all in all honesty, like, I mean, I'm, you know, granted I'm a year into my career, like into my full-time career. So it's kind of a little bit, a little bit weird to, to say this, but well, not really say this, but I mean, my end goal is like freelance full time. And it's like, I know right now that I am, how can I put this without sounding like an asshole? <laughs> I know right now that, I mean, I, I know, I know the grind and I know like the, you know, you have to start somewhere. Right. So I, I respect what I'm, what I'm getting paid right now. Would I like to get paid more? Of course I would like to get paid more. Everyone would like to get paid more. Um, but you know, in a sense, like I mean, there's probably going to be a point where I see, at least talking with, you know, friends and and stuff like that, there's probably going to be a point where I see no further upside and that's going to call on a change of career or a change in career path. And like I said, one of my goals is freelance. So it's like, you know, 
I, I am thankful for the profession though. I'm thankful for the profession because there are different ways to go within this profession. Like yourself, you're full time for 10 years working in the industry for 10 years. And you're like, Hey, I want to go freelance because now I've gained all this experience and I can still make a justifiable living. Well, I don't want to say justifiable. I mean, I don't want to point fingers or throw out things, but you're probably making a better living than what you would be making if you were full-time still, or else you wouldn't have switched. Um, you know, so it's like, you know, there's different avenues we can go as creatives and as, you know, designers or as, as producers and as, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll just say creatives. That's an overarching word, but there's different avenues that we can go, thankfully within our career to where other career paths can't do that. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for what we do and very grateful for what I do and, and the freedom of, if I want to go do freelance, I can, you know, muster it up and, and take and give it a try. And then I can always come back, you know, to where, I mean, I don't know many, like at least what my, what my wife is doing, what my parents are doing. I mean, what my dad's doing, he's a programmer, so he could do that freelance technically, but like, my mom and, and my wife are both in the medical field and you can't do that freelance. So it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that people could be in positions where they don't really like where they're being, but they can't, you know, they don't really have a way out until let's say their contract runs up or, you know, X, Y, or Z happens. And yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of went on a rant there, but yeah, I, I guess I'm just grateful for what we do. Yes, there are, there is a downside to compensation, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a way that, you know, people have proven that you can get out of that, you know, get out of that situation where you're being underappreciated and, and, and get paid more, to be honest, <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put words, put words in people's mouth, but I mean, people wouldn't be doing freelance if they were getting paid chunk change. I'll be honest. So it's like, you know, people got to make a living. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I I like I, re- I really like the whole connotation of this of this podcast. Like we're talking a lot about community, we're talking a lot about network. Um I guess if you could give an overarching kind of um I don't know what's the I don't want to say like thesis, but like, you know, overarching overarching kind of idea of community within the sports industry. What would you kind of like what what's most important about that? Like within within what we do like why do you see community as such an important important aspect of of everything yeah well i think um it's bigger than just our jobs you know um people i really want to embrace the people that even working in sports is is an amazing uh job to have but at the end of the day we're all human um so i think what i really want to embrace is having a strong core of a community that really enjoys, you know, working in sports. Um, but, you know, I, I always want to stress, you know, just the self-care um, that you really need to take in sports because some, myself included, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our work and I, I really want to you know, learn from my experiences and help, help people out uh, just to say, Hey, like what you do it is important, but, taking care of yourself is 10 times more important. So even though we work long hours, you really need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself mentally and physically, uh, because there's a lot of times when we'll get just caught up in a project and, you know, 
we have to take care of ourselves. And, uh, you know, even as a freelancer, uh, going through this past year, uh, you know, it was a new venture for me. So it wasn't a script written for me that I just followed the directions. It was kind of creating my own path. So uh, there was things that maybe I should have done differently. Um, but, you know, it, it's just a, it's a learning experience. So uh, having a community, you know, a lot of the people I connect with um, are amazing friends. It's not because of the job title they have or the team they work for. It's the type of person that they are that, you know, I'm attracted to to wanting to hang out with that person. Um, really just getting to know them because mm -hmm. I think we all have, you know, our paths and, you know, our reasons of wanting to work in sports. But, you know, I love the passion. And I, and I think that's really what aligns me with our community is everyone has a passion for, you know, working in sports or, you know, just putting out something visually compelling uh, because me, you know, I was a former athlete, but, you know, you don't see me in a professional sports league right now. So this was my avenue to still being associated with sports, mm -hmm. but in a creative capacity. So uh, everyone has a story and everyone, uh, you know, in this community is doing something amazing out there. So my, my job is really just to uplift those and, you know, really just spread some light to really recognize them because, there's a, a lot of people out there that maybe aren't getting that recognition. And, you know, I just want to show them that they are appreciated and their work does mean a lot. So a lot of it is just building up confidence in, in the community as well, because imposter syndrome is, is such a real thing. Um, I, I suffered through it and uh, it's, it, it's just really important to have people you can lean on to help you through some things because like minded individuals, uh, you know, sometimes are going to experience a lot of the same things. So community is just, Oh, sorry. You kind of legged out. What, what did you say community is? Uh, I was saying uh, community is just the heart of it all. It's, it's really what brings everyone together. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Well, Matt, I mean, it's been awesome having you on. Um, it sucks that we had to do episode 30 twice. Well, yeah, I had to have episode 30 twice, but I think this kind of re-invent... In, in, what? What am I saying? This re, you know, episode 30, this redo, redoing of episode 30 was amazing. It was awesome having you on. It was awesome having you, you know, speak about, you know, what you do and also the motive behind what you do and basically kind of just like give like your mission on why sports creative community is something you care about and, you know, what you, how you, how you view everything when it comes to community and connecting and the importance of all that so that's that was fantastic we we've kind of scratched the surface i feel like a little bit on this podcast about this topic um and i wanted to have you on to kind of hit it home and and really showcase the importance of it and i think you did an awesome job and i can't i can't commend you enough i really appreciate it man oh thank you jared i really appreciate it and um i, I think one of the biggest things is um the sports creative community isn't possible just with, with the creatives out there. Um, I think their contributions on a day-to-day -day basis makes it what it is. You know, it's, a, it's an organic community. Uh, we don't do any paid advertising or anything. It's just, it's more so just to listen to, you know, the thoughts and concerns out there of, you know, things that can be improved in the community and how we can be a resource for that. So it's putting creatives at the forefront and really helping them succeed in their careers. So really just want to shout all the creatives out there because uh, you know, they're putting a lot of work out there and we just want to do everything we can to support them. Hell yeah. Love that, man. 
All right. Well, I mentioned this a little bit in the podcast before, but go down below, check out Matt's links, check out Sports Creative Community's links, go into the Slack channel and everything like that. You know, it's it's awesome. Go to go there. I'm gonna go there after this. Um, I'm gonna get get into that Slack. I haven't downloaded Slack in so long. I haven't used Slack in forever. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a little growing. It's a good thing. opportunity to do so. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, go down below. Check it all out. Check it all out. You've heard you've heard Matt talk about it. You've heard heard us talk about the the importance of community and developing you know relationships within this. And um, if you're feeling a little you know, if, if you feel like you're alone and, and you're kind of hesitant to kind of reach out to this, do this. Um, we preach about, you know, the importance of asking questions and reaching out to people and not being afraid of that. I know that's that's an internal thing. I can I can sit here and say, don't be afraid. But it's something that you have to do inside that you have to you have to make sure that you're comfortable doing it. But after you're comfortable doing it, do it. All right. Go do it. Get connected to people. You'll meet people here in this community that want to help you, that want to see you grow, that are going to root for you. All right? Don't be afraid of that. Um, But with that, it's been episode 30. Thank you for listening today, and make sure you tell someone that you love them. All right, we will see you next time.